Hello and what's going on? My name is Rich Ryan. This is the Reinforced Running Podcast. Today, we bring back our good friend Dave Claxton. We're talking about OCR Stars Season 2, and we're going to discuss the three-mile, the first event, which is the three-mile time trial, and who, how that all went, how that all shook out. We're going to talk my, about my experience. We're going to talk about Dave's experience with the team, and then we're going to talk about the second workout, which is Grip Gauntlet. We recorded this on Tuesday and was actually able to get that workout completed on Tuesday. So I'm going to tell you exactly what I did and how I kind of navigated everything. And I'll, I'll talk, talk about like the scores and everything like that. And again, who we think is going to do well and how this kind of projects things forward. And if we like the workout or not. And again, just some different, different strategies about how to do it and how to do it well. Hopefully do it well. Anyway, a lot of fun. Loving this OCR Stars. Again, it's just a great competition, a great way to push yourself and, and see where you're kind of stacking up. So before we get to a little bit of housekeeping here at Reinforced Running Podcast, we would love to get to 100 reviews on Apple iTunes. So what we're going to do, we're going to give away some t-shirts for those who are leaving positive reviews. So if you leave a review on Apple iTunes and it gets read on the air, on yeah, not live on the air, but on the air as I'm saying it, and it gets read, we'll then give you a free t-shirt of your choice a reinforced running t-shirt so if you've already left the review we'll probably read some old ones too just to say thank you for leaving that out there so appreciate that so if you haven't yet please leave a five-star review help us get to our goal of 100 reviews on itunes cool all right here we go my friend dave claxton countdown clock dave claxton what's going on man how are you i'm doing really well i'm doing great i'm uh you you are I, I I called Jack Bauer this once like, like the Nate Dog of podcasts because he's always like the feature like you're coming up though you're like the next guy like the Akon or something like the next um, hook man I'm not as I'm not as bright as Jack though I might be I might be a little more opinionated but I'm not near as smart there can I only be one there can only yeah. be one the best so yeah, is it between you or him yeah he's awesome he's- uh, so detailed, just so detailed. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks me up. But you are on lots of shows these days. Are you doing three to four like got, shows a week? I, I know right now it's just, it's three, right? But it's just I mean it's just helping out with this and then yeah, and then with Matt and then and my own and actually um, even uh, Mike Stefano from Obstacle Running Adventures he sent me a message and he commented he's like you're the next three shows on my feed. And I was like, <laughs> oh, dude, I said even I'm kind of annoyed with me. <laughs> That happened one time with like uh, like Bracken was on a couple of different things I listened to like in a row. I think he was on yeah. one of like the drafts and then like something. I listened to one of his other podcasts like three things in a row. And I was like, this is a little bit too much Bracken. I've had enough Bracken, yeah. but but people it, can listen to you yeah, yeah over and over. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I try to be a little different on each. <laughs> but <laughs> you got your different personas. Yeah, in fairness, I can listen to Bracken a lot. I could listen to him on three different shows. That guy's really yeah. good. Yeah, he's the man. Um, so we are here to talk about OCR Stars. We have a workout in, and now we're going to talk about what it's looking like for the second workout. So I figure from this, we're going to we'll, we'll kick it back and forth, talk about each other's because we're both competing in this. You're on the team side. I'm on the individual side, and we'll give a little takeaways from that, and then we'll talk about some of the performances that we saw, and then we'll get into Grip Gauntlet, what we project, how that's going to look. I actually did that today. So I... You got there? Okay, I'm interested. I'm interested. I made, I made it through the gauntlet. I'll tell you my exact score if you stick around until the very end. <laughs> how you like that? that? Nice. Tease. By the way, like before you even get into it, congratulations on round one. Thank you. Very epic. I mean, I'm not, I'm not terribly surprised, but at the same time, very well done. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want it to seem like I'm doing this whole podcast just to to brag, but I did win that first event. 
I did win it. I would totally um, be bragging. Um, yes, thank you. And you you said your your squad did a little bit better than you were anticipating as well, right? Yeah, like we're 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 a bunch of old guys, and I'll, like I'll be straight out, one of our guys is injured, and he's fifty seven. <laughs> and, I mean, he's, he's working with a knee injury, but I mean, he's fantastic. And none of us are what you would call elite runners, right? So we're just, we're having a good time. And we pulled off, was it 1846 for our three mile? Nice. So for us, that was really good. Um, I was just under six minutes and the other two guys were just over six minutes. So it was, it was good for us. Was really, How was that for you? Or what were you thinking? Um, cause I haven't really been training for a one mile per se. So I was like, anything in that mark was going to be happy for me. And so I was... Like, I don't know, because GPS is so wonky, right? I mean, who knows? So uh, it was right around that that six, that 550 mark, right around there. So for nice. me, that's, that's good. That's very, I'm, I'm pleased with that, considering I had not uh, been preparing for that. Yeah, and it seems like fun. And for those who are on checking out the scoreboards, pulling it up on your phones right now, I'm assuming, I don't know, but I'm assuming your team is the uh, male team of three, and it's the bald and the beautiful the bar, bald and the beautiful yes yes beautiful. that's true that's us yes i'm assuming that's that's your team but yeah yeah so we're we're, we're about where we well we're not we're not dfl so we're not quite where we expected and that that should be our worst event okay nice yeah so it'll be fun to see how these team ones really kind of play out and I, i'm interested in that because last year it was all virtual for the team i think where you kind of stitched yeah. your scores together so this time it was a relay how'd you how, what'd you think of that how did you like the relay format. The relay format actually was good. So, I mean, we, we, we handed off a phone, right? We had our, our Strava set on the phone, ran with the phone, used it like a baton and a relay. And I, I, I liked it. Like, even going in, I'm like, okay, this event, to me, um, it was relevant, right? Like, uh, we, we talk about the relevancy of OCR stars, the events to the title, to the, to the target market. And this one seemed relevant to us, especially you guys doing the three mile on your own. It seemed like a good event. It was fun. We had a great time with it. Um, I'm still... I mean, I've said it before, I'm not a fan of the GPS. I think they should all be done on the track for accuracy, especially when you're we're dealing with you guys, you know, getting some cash. Um, yeah. You know, but it is what it is. And that, that's interesting, too, with the, with the track piece versus the road piece, because the track, they allowed 12 laps to be the three mile, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's actually and, less. Yeah, yeah. And, nah. and, this, and this time, too, as well, there was no, it wasn't a video anyway. It was just straight GPS. So. Just straight GPS, yeah. I wonder if it was just, that was just annoying, <laughs> like an annoyance piece of it. Because, yeah, or, I mean, the six mile last year, we didn't have to do video, just the mile. Yeah, yeah, just the mile, yeah. So you get six, mile, six mile video is a lot of watching. A lot of watching. And I guess they collect, collected through YouTube, maybe, just set it at two times speed. It'll be mm -hmm. done in no time, right? Actually, it was uh, Force 5 did one one time, their first virtual event. And I competed in that and they did, I think it was a 12K and you could actually do it on a treadmill, but you had to have the video going the whole time of you on the treadmill. So of course I did that just, just to, to, just to be annoying. So I did the whole thing running on the treadmill and, but they, they got to watch the Simpsons on the screen while I was going. So it was all right. Yeah. Is it like a new, ep new episodes? Are you, are you current on the Simpsons? I'm fairly current. Yes, I do enjoy The Simpsons. Is this still so, on Sundays? We were just yeah, I was yeah. just talking about this with my friends. It used to be we used to watch football all day, and then Simpsons on Fox. Yeah, at it is. The but I, I just DVR everything and then watch it later. Oh, so it's on whenever you want. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to catch up. I was a huge fan as a little kid, but I think I just liked it because it was silly. But I didn't really understand like the political relevance or like how things are like the bigger picture of why it's funny. I just think like Homer and Bart were silly, so I should <laughs> I should give it a shot. I should go back right, and check it out. Right. 
did you because uh, i would love this the uh, back to the, the race i love the yeah. idea of a relay format i as a track and field athlete relays were my absolute favorite like oh, yeah. something like a a four by mile is like a an okay event it's a little boring but four by eight is like i think it's the best track and field event i just love it just being a distance guy what, what is your background as an athlete were you uh I was, I guess the biggest background I would have would be a, a competitive judo, uh, judo competitor. Judo so very player. individual. Yeah. Yeah. Very individual. I mean, I played hockey and did all the team sports stuff too, but I mean, not at a, any kind of higher level. So, so you've never really, have you, is this like the first time you've done uh, a like proper relay on a track? Yeah. I didn't start to run till I was 40. Oh, nice. Yeah. Until then I had never run past like 400 meters. <laughs> have you done like a Ragnar or anything? Uh, no, I haven't done a Ragnar. I've done Platinum Rig uh, Relay Team, 24-hour relay. Oh, cool. So that was probably one of the most epic events I've been in, for sure, especially uh, team-orientated. That um, looked really good. That's like they, they do, like, short laps, right? It was 800 meters. So I yeah. mean, you had, like, a 400-meter track. You'd go one way and then back around and tag off to your teammate, and everything was mandatory completion. That's cool. I mean, but the 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 a 24-hour event for a relay is still... Yeah. You know, it's like the not excitement's the not in it. Were you feeling excited, like passing the baton, quote unquote, and like were you cheering and going crazy? Time, oh yeah, you would be surprised. The the intensity level stayed really high through the whole thing, which was impressive, um, especially near the end because it was it was closer than you'd imagine. There were some really good dog fights out there, so I was great event. If you ever get a chance, and I, I think they're going to have it again in twenty twenty two. Don't 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 hold me to it, but no. uh, if they do, it's worth it. There's some great guys out there. We can't anticipate any events moving forward. If that's one thing, can't take, can't, can't look too far in the future. So for this competition in general, last week we did a big re like a big preview, and then the mm -hmm. week of the event, a bunch of people signed up that we had no idea we were going to sign up. <laughs> so like, and that like very many of the top finishers were all in those people who we just didn't talk about, which didn't talk, didn't know they were going to be there. No, um, no. And yeah, like you said, some really good ones. Um, and I mean, I don't think we mentioned David Megida. He hadn't signed up by that by that point. Uh, Derek York, I didn't even see he was signed up until no, no. Uh, his name popped up on the leaderboard. Yep. And so, yeah, and then Ryan Atkins and, and Lindsey Webster, they were all late entries and they did participate, which is awesome. Because unfortunately, a lot of these names that we did talk about did not participate. Tiago, I was. I thought Tiago was going. I thought he was going to be in there, and I thought he would be a real player. So I'm very disappointed he didn't go. Um, and then I saw guys like Sergey Perelligan's name in there. I was like, okay, great, he's back. And Tom Hogan, which is a a big name oh, yeah. in the the hybrid space, didn't put a, a three three mile time in for us. He might still be on the fa on, on the on the mend here. Eric Hinman, I was hoping to get a good look at what yeah, he was yeah. going to come out with. So, um, yeah. So we had some names come in. So last, so like the episode that we did, pretty much worthless. Pretty oh, much, yeah, but pretty, pretty, we're not gonna. We we gave no insight on who was gonna do well in this, but now we're gonna have a better idea moving forward. Well, we did say you were gonna do well, and you did. So there, actually, no. And I said Brendan Neely would you show did. up and do well, and he actually exceeded my expectations and did very well. Put in what was it? I believe it was like a fifteen thirty six or something in that neck of the woods. Fifteen thirty four. He actually tied with Derek and they had the tiebreaker for the the last quarter mile. What was the tiebreaker for It was the last mile. Yeah. That okay. is just the last mile at least was a little easier to find out. How did you guys like figure out that last four hundred meters? That's tricky. I was on Strava and they don't have like you can go from point they don't do like the 
hundredth decimal. Yeah. So it's like 0.7 and then it's like 0.7 for a while and then it flips to 0.8. So I don't really know yeah. what 0.75 would be for that last quarter. So I don't know. And then I went into my to Garmin Connect, which was even worse. Like it didn't let me see what the pace was. It did let me see 0.75, but then it was just didn't tell me what time it started and when it ended. I, I, so I just took my last mile and just divided it by four. <laughs> and like, it, you know, that seems reasonable actually. That and that's that like because I was like ah, I hope it doesn't come down to this but yeah the last mile is what it was the past couple of years so that was something that I f- was a little frustrated with I was like I don't even because the other option would be and I did think about this sort of was to hit the lap button right I hit the lap button at point seven five and then uh, you'll yeah. have the the split for yourself as you finish and go back and look at your data but at two point seven five miles I'm just like I'm just gonna run and f- I can't. No, no, you're you're finishing. I'm finishing. I don't. I might not even know what button the lap button is at that point. My brain might be that fried. So I just, I just divided it by four. <laughs> That's all I, I think did. So, actually, and when you said about when we talked about the relay thing, that was the one guy. Uh, I I did the first. I started out and handed it off to the second guy. And when I handed him the phone, he said like, as soon as he grabbed it, he started running, and he's like. Oh, crud, and he thought he grabbed it sideways and he thought he might have stopped the button or something Fair like enough. that. And he's like, oh, jeez. Did you guys think about using a watch? We did, yeah. We thought about it, but the, I mean, honestly, just sometimes you, you're trying to figure out which has the better signal and which is working better in that area. And so we went with the phone. It seemed to be working the best. Yeah. So yeah. I know uh, Bethany, she used a watch and tried that way. So it just it was one of those deals. Uh, so, in terms of the people who finished this event, the top five, I did take away the top time with this in 14.53, which I was hoping to get under. 15 mm-hmm. so that's average like four uh 58 or something like that um and this it was actually nice because well i was in cancun all last week for my honeymoon <laughs> and i like wasn't there to prepare for a three mile event i was there to enjoy the honeymoon i was drinking tequila having a real nice time for several days in a row so coming into this i was like uh I'm not (laughs) exactly, yeah, lots of rest happening there. (laughs) Uh, And that's, uh, I was still, I still did kind of my, my week and how I would normally do it, but I just didn't feel good during any of those tapering type of workouts. Yeah. Uh, So I was happy and I was happy that these scores were already popping up and someone like Derek had his score up because he is fast and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, he's running 510 ish, I think was his time. 510 and change. Him and Brendan were both around that. Yeah. And I was like, all right, if I can just go out at like 505 and then cut things down, then that would kind of let me kind of game it a little bit and give me a little bit more confidence and like be a little bit more conservative than what it potentially would have been. Uh, but I went out in 455 and just screwed it all up and then just like hung on for dear life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I saw the I saw the stories at the end. You did look pretty spent. It was I was very spent. Yeah, the last the last mile, I was like, "Am I going to fall apart here?" And I typically don't have like the races won't go that way. Yeah. I mean, I've I've run a 5K more than probably any race I've ever I've run from you know high school up. Uh, that's just like what you run in high school and cross country. That's what's available at road races after. So like yeah. I usually don't just die but i was like i might i might die on this one <laughs> um so i was able to take away that so i'm happy that with that result for sure it's a great way to kick off the event and then derek in second 13 uh 15 34 brendan your sleeper pick representing the representing the, the your your great country up there and then dave Magida ran 15 36 and then ryan atkins was 15 46 and Magida was 
prepping for the New York marathon. So which he destroyed. Which he crushed. Yeah, yeah, he ended up running 237 and change. Yeah, so he's like two minutes and seven pounds off of the uh, Clydesdale record. Is he qualifies as a Clydesdale? You know, because he weighed in at about 190. Oh, that's what the pounds got, was? Yeah, yeah. So if he was about seven pounds heavier and then two minutes faster. So he, um, like, you know, he's he's talking about it for next year, I think, and talking about uh, hitting maybe a different venue to do it at because that might, you know, I don't know a lot about marathons, but that might not be the fastest course out there. New York is not supposed to be fast. I mean, it is like the best for crowd support, which can give you a certain yeah. amount of energy, but there's so many bridges and bridges are just hills. Yeah. So I think what Hunter's plan was to do that was to go to Berlin, which is notoriously that's where the world record is that's like where yeah. all the fastest marathons are um so yeah he's he's who, who has the Clydesdale record do we know I, I honestly don't know I kind of tried to take a look after I saw Dave's score and I was like looking for it and it's it's kind of out there it's I don't know but he, he he him and Hunter are the ones that I've heard say 230 235 would beat it so it's like it's like that's like, like lore that's like something that doesn't really exist that's like before the beer mile was a real thing it was like this yeah old school webs website that would just be submitted times from random places that'd be like, Oh, I heard the world record is this. Um, that kind of seems like what the Clydesdale record is to me. But it'll be, it'll be just like the Murph though, right? It'll be one of those things where it'll take somebody like Hunter or McGee or somebody with a little bit of clout to go out there and a little bit of the media presence to say, here it is. Here's my video. Here's my proof. If you think you've got it, you beat it, prove it wrong, you know, step up and do it. Just like 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 Alec Blinnis did with with the Murph there, right? He said, "Okay, Hunter's got the thing. I'm going to go do it. This is what I do." So now right. it's kind of out there and established. And if 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 it was flipped, if Alec did it before Hunter, yeah. like who's this who's this guy? Even though he is a accomplished OCR athlete, but it wouldn't yeah. have gotten it. And like exactly, uh, I, I, that that's a good point. But yeah, the the Clydesdale man, that's a that's there's probably not many people. It's a smaller pool of people than who would do like. Murph or the beer mile. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have to be very specific for that. Uh, any other, any of the notable finishes here? Any, any surprises on your end? Any names kind of stick out um, to you? I was, and I mean, I probably shouldn't be, but I was really surprised with Atkins. I didn't, I don't think of Ryan as a, you know, a 5k runner as a guy who's just going to go out and run. I think of him obviously on the mountains and doing this and that. And I mean, wow, he, it, it never ceases to amaze, right? And just came out there and, and killed it. I mean, you guys maybe had a better feeling having raced side by side with him, knowing what he was like, but I was just, I was impressed with it. On the other hand, it also shows me though how much pace he can maintain when he's on the course compared to, I'm just, no, just impressed. I was impressed. Same with him and Lindsay. Right. So like, I'll just use myself as the example here, right? I beat him yeah. by almost like a minute, 50 seconds, 50 some second change in a flat, which is monstrous in a 5K. Which is a lot of 5K, right? But if it was a, a, a like a sprint, I can't beat him. I haven't no. beat him. I like I don't. I wouldn't step to the line and be like same amount of distance. And like so, he does just he's able to run faster <laughs> through things and have the train. And he is a really good trail runner as well. So he's m- much more accomplished on that end. And that's same for guys like uh, Tyler Veerman, who was around 16, 17. So whenever I look at these, it's like a rough estimate. Just like add 40 seconds to it and be like. Yeah. 35 to 40 seconds, that's like what a 5K is because this, this three mile is, you can kind of get a sense of what it means, but it's not really like the, a 5K for that. Yeah. So like 16, 17 race, so he's closer to like 17 flat, seven like just under, but he's a tremendous trail and mountain athlete. Yeah. Right, like same thing. Like if it was in the mountains, no shot at touching them, but if it's flat, this and that, like, so it's a different, different skill set for sure. 
there was one other guy who was a guy that I said I wished was going to be competing, and he is, and that's Grant McCartney. Yes. And I was like, you know, so, I mean, I think he put in like an 18 or something along that line. So, I mean, for this, but that's fine. That's what I expect. Yeah, he was, next, right, he was right at 19 flat, but he still showed up and brought yeah, it. Next event, untouchable. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm picking him to win the next event, hands down. <laughs> I mean, it seems like I said, you need, need some odds. He's probably like plus 350. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and some of the guys who I, I was interested in, I, meant, I, I mentioned that Jer, Jeremiah Mahan, who will do well in this next event as well. Um, him, Dylan Scott, and Brent Hastert, they all finish right next to each other, right around uh, Dylan was 1645, Jeremiah yeah. was 1652, and Brent was 1658. So all like in that like mid seven, mid to low 17s, mid 17s for like a 5K. And these are, and Dylan and Brent were on the podium at, yeah. at High Rocks, right? What, what does that tell you about, about, and I mean, I don't know what kind of shape these dudes are in, but. Oh, I think they're both in great shape, but it's, it's a different kind of shape. I mean, you need, I mean, you yourself know how many runners get into that and pure runners get into that, that kind of flow, that rhythm that they can just keep grinding out. And when you're doing something like a 5k, a straight 5k like that on a nice level track or wherever you're doing it on a laid out thing, it, they get that, that rhythm, that thing that completely escapes me that I've never attained. But they seem to find it. Whereas a guy like Dylan and Brent, they're used to being broken up, that compromised running, that, you know, grab something in the middle, push a block, push a sledge. So I think they still did really well. Um, It'll be interesting for someone like Dylan again moving forward, um, seeing how he does. But uh, I think that's a good performance for Brent, where he is also a very strong guy and could do really well coming up on on the next couple. But it just goes to show, like, right, like a lot of the a lot of athletes who I, who I talk to who you know want to get better at like these high rocks and hybrid at, at hybrid events. They, you know, it's always like the running, the running piece, like that. Mm-hmm. And, and these times, uh, Dylan and, and Brent had, they're not, you know, they're they're good times, but they're not mind blowingly fast runner times, mm-hmm. right? So it's like there's different ways to get to uh, where you want to go for a high rocks or a hybrid event. And and do it at the very highest of level like they're doing without necessarily needing to run sub five minute miles for uh, for three miles right like well yeah and you've seen you've seen seen some people like like you talk think about Renee and the female side of it who's gone in there who was an amazing runner and gone into high rocks and just you know well it, she yeah. is like mostly runner right yeah like, yeah but that's what I'm saying right that that that's the kind of deal right that's what happens true but then but like so guys like Magita who have also done well, he's, he's running really fast. And, you know, him and Dylan finished like right next to each other in a couple events. Yeah. Dylan beat him in one and, and Dave uh, barely beat him out in uh, the Germany race. But him, like, even like Ryan Kent running 16.07, he just ran 16, uh, 60 minutes on the nose yeah. you know, right in, in LA. So sometimes people look at that and they're like, oh, do I need to be this fast of an athlete when, you know, some guys are, are, are performing really well, running almost a minute slower and at the same level. So it's just like, there's a little, it's a different formula here. You know, it's, That's it's why not, we're calling it's it hybrid, not, man. You got to do so both. <laughs> you got to do both. I'm trying to figure out some sort of formula that would be like, take your back squat and your, your deadlift and your 5k and just like, see if that translates. Like try, and like, this is like a good step for that. And like seeing how all those things blend together that you can kind of see in training, how it might, how you might do on the actual race. So I'm just, it's just interesting, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think, I, I don't know how a program or how a program, how an assessment like that will work when I think of somebody like Dylan Scott, 
who right. really isn't great at those other things. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Right. But, like, um, what would it need to be then? Like, what would the assessment like? That's not the race. It's so race specific because every hybrid race seems to be so different. I mean, from a Deca to a Hyrox to the RX one we have up here, even it it can be so varied from each one that you almost have to train. You know, and I, we use it like a work terminology, site specific to mm -hmm. that specific, and it's no different than OCR too, right? I mean, you want to train for a Savage, or do you want to train for a Spartan, or do you want to train for OCRWC? Because it's going to be very different training programs. I mean, Atkins being, uh, you know, and Albin, those guys being outliers for the most part, not, you know, I think of somebody like a Killian who's successful at Spartan, not necessarily going to be successful at OCRWC because of that. Because of the grip stuff. Yeah. There's, there's going to be certain carryover there, right? I feel like there could be something that we oh, could lots. work toward, you know, mm -hmm. and something like, uh, OCR is tough for the running part because it is, so, uh, it's dependent on, on, um, the terrain, so mm -hmm. much so but like something like the incline in in the colorado springs area right that the yeah. killian would train on a lot like there are segments there and i know josh reed who did who got fourth at north american championships north american championship yeah tahoe yeah, this year yeah, tahoe. He, he was able to kind of see where he was compared to killian because of that one specific segment piece but if like if you could do that and then have it mixed with like pull-ups or whatever, like your max pull-ups yeah, yeah. or something like that. And like, how do they, how do they, they kind of translate back and forth? But um, I think for OCR, I think for hybrid, it could be a little bit easier just because it's a little yes. bit cleaner, you know, like yeah. it, it's yeah. not- A little the, more consistent. Yeah. A little more consistent in terms of like the footing and everything like that. Um, so on the female side, Lindsay came in and ran fast. Mm -hmm. She ran I, fast. Very, I, again, uh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought she would be, you know, again, just cause I, same as Ryan picture her in the mountains, frolicking through the woods. <laughs> it's just not that straight out speed you're there. But the question is, I mean, I look at that. So she was fast, but again, there's nobody like a Nicole there. There's no Rebecca Hammond this time. Um, you know, so I don't know if they're running under, I mean, they may run under 17 for three mm -hmm. mile. Yeah. But for 5k, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, she was, she was legit fast. It just, I'm again, just super impressed with that. Um, but I got to stop being surprised by them because they're always doing amazing no matter what they do. They're just good at stuff. Um, and I wonder how much prep that will actually went into this. Like if they could just like turn them over for, uh, I don't know, like 10 to 12 days out, like two workouts or just like anaerobic speed and just get like work on that anaerobic piece that they don't typically touch on if yeah. their their aerobic base is just so massive that they can just handle stuff like that if they can like two or three weeks they can probably sharpen in this stuff like pretty quick um and again they they were smart in their course selection as well because they ran like a uh, a slight downhill grade nearly the whole way mm. you know and, and it didn't it didn't exceed the limits it stayed within the limits i think you were talking probably around a 70 feet or something like that for the downgrade oh, nice. but, but it, it just looked very consistent on the on the chart on their Stravas, and I'm like, that's just smart. That's that's playing the game. Dude, I was worried about that just because of the the dude that they nixed last year, who was yeah. not under the or maybe the way that they're saying it now, he was. But like, you could see that on the the Strava just looked like he gamed it, and they're like, now nah, we don't like that. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, yeah. I just made sure my my course was as flat as possible. Give me a gain six feet. Oh. Gain six feet. You are a veritable mountain climber then. <laughs> but but those super shoes that you commented on, 
<laughs> takes takes care of that. I just bounce right over it. Boom. Take like three steps and I'm done. Um, Those are pretty good. Um, I, I, one of the things, I mean, I liked seeing, again, Lauren and Rachel battle neck and neck right there. Those two are awesome. They are going to – I see them going like from here to eternity, just battling each other all the way. So cool. It's so cool that they were that close. And that Rachel, you know, she probably hasn't run – this distance for for time and I, who's to say lauren really has but she's been in lauren's been in very a lot more foot yeah. races in, like yes. in the past year or so and for rachel to be able to kind of summon that and just like she she's probably you know she's she's probably more like me she's probably on a 5k more than she's done any other event right like just coming up as a runner and, and, and being a college runner so she could probably figure out how to pace it a little bit better and, and like know what it's going to feel like just on yeah. off memory but she and, ran and well Knowing Rachel, I wasn't I wasn't terribly surprised, but I bet there were a lot of people that would be because I mean, again, you think of Rachel as power CrossFit athlete. Even when she does the high rocks, it's like, oh, watch her push the sled. It's like watch her pull the sled. That kind of stuff. You don't people don't realize how fast she is. Like she can move. Yeah, she was the best runner on her college team. <laughs> she yeah. was a, a national qualifier on her college team, Division three. Like and is no knows how to do it. Knows how to do it. Um, Alex Walker was right in the mix, right behind them. Uh, Lauren and and Rachel were 18, 10, and 18, 14, and fourth and fifth. Ida was second, not too far behind Lindsay, about 30 seconds or so behind her in 1746. Bridget Brown was 1803, and that kind of wraps up some of the the top five there. So I'm excited that Lauren and Rachel were right next to each other because it's going to be like that the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah, and and hopefully Ida can uh, can can keep pushing up top too. Like, I expect, uh, like I, I think Ida has really increased her power base over the last last few years too. So I think she'll she'll come into her own in the rest of this too. She'll be a force. Well, and she yeah. won. She was she she came second, second last year. Yeah, she was second so, I mean, last year. Um, there's going to be some things that are going to make it hard for her, which we'll touch on when we start talking mm -hmm. about this into the next event. Um, but then, you know, Tara, Tara Jackson, Chris Roglowski were ninth and 10th. There was, there's some names that we mentioned before. Um, then they're, again, those two, they're just always going to be like, right, mm -hmm. right neck and neck. So they, they kind of put themselves in good position moving into the next event. Amanda Nadell, I did yeah, not know was competing. Yeah. I, I, I had heard, I wasn't sure if she was going to actually go through one of the, I wasn't sure. Cause I knew, I knew Emma, Emma ended up not running Emma Clark. Yeah. And, um, so I wasn't sure with Amanda, if she was going to go, so I didn't want to say, but, um, yeah, good to see her right there. And she's, she's great. She'll, you know, she'll push, she'll push hard. I, I sadly don't expect her to see her on the podium, but she's going to give it a good go. I mean, coming in 12th in this first one, it's going to be hard to kind of yeah. make up too much ground. I expect her yeah. to do pretty well in this next, yeah. maybe the next two. I think she has a little bit of the cross fittiness in her. Um, yeah. so we'll see how that all goes. So what are the takeaways you got from this first and on the, on the, uh, from the individual side? Um, from the individual side, I mean, like I said, a little bit. I'm uh, glad to see Ryan and Lindsay. Um, disappointed Katie Knight uh, didn't take part in the first part. No. <clears throat> you know, there, and that's the thing, actually, and this is, a, it sounds like a bit of a negative, but a bit of a takeaway. There were a lot of people who I wanted to see run, wanted to see go that I didn't get to. Katie, Callie, um, Emma, and on the guy, Orla, like Orla Walsh, Viola Oberlander, uh, Faye Morgan, like, there's a lot of. Alyssa Holly, <laughs> a lot of great names. Yeah, Viola would have been cool. That yeah, been really, cool. Viola would have been really cool. And I think a lot of like, uh, so I think the big picture with this is getting registration numbers is not mm -hmm. is more important than participants. So there yes. may have been some people that are like, I'll sign up, support support the cause, and if I if it if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it's no big deal. Maybe I'll win that Jeep. 
<laughs> I think it was a lot of Jeep entries. Yeah, yeah. I think you should participate to win the Jeep. I think you should have to run under 15 minutes to run the Jeep, to, win the, to be entered in the Jeep. <laughs> under, under 15? Is that the under, I think that should be the, the stipulation. Did you see That's Glenn race? Did you, see, uh, did you see Glenn race's 33 mm-hmm. mile? He ran faster than me. He ran 14.50. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Thinking suspect? <laughs> no, actually, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. That's. I'm not. I wasn't going to go there. I was more going to go with the whole, you know, age group thing, right? Like, just, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Glenn is in his 40s, I believe, mm-hmm. or he might be 40. So I could see that. Maybe knowing it's going to be some lifts and things coming up. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he won yeah. by like two. Three and a half minutes, two and a half minutes. <laughs> he could have done the last. He could have done the last mile backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely could have. And Glenn is one of the better runners in OCR uh, oh, yeah. historically. Um, so and now runners. I don't know. I don't know Glenn's strength level. I don't know how he will fare in the rest of the events. But um, yeah, generally speaking to me, I mean, that's always been a, a bone of contention for me is the whole age group elite thing and trying to figure out a way to make it reasonable. Yeah, because our guy, our guy. Uh, and it's yeah, it's hard to know because this isn't a no, this isn't an OCR event, right? No. And I think that's what last year Matt Rock came in and just cleaned house and and uh, was in and like yeah, he was in my group. No, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, what the heck? And he's like as tough as a competitor as there is, even out on the course. Like he just yeah. finished on the podium twice in Arizona this past weekend. Like he's just good. Yeah. Um, but I think he's just like, ah, I'm not a gym guy. I'm not gonna know what to do with this stuff. <laughs> but being a good enough athlete, it, it, yeah. it's it's enough. Um, so yeah. And then on the, the team side of things, do you know any of these teams? No. And and like, I I was kind of excited for the team thing. And I mean, Hunter did pump it up a bit, but I don't think like, I mean, just to be frank, I don't think they got the, the entry entries they were hoping for. Yeah. But I think again, that's coming down to where the prizes are. Right. And there's money. Is there money for the team? Wow! Yeah, I didn't realize that. Congratulations, for the Bethany. Team. Uh, is she gonna? Is she gonna? They're the only she, team. In oh, they're the only team. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. the only women's team. Yeah, so there is money. They're saying thousand dollars for first oh. and co-ed male and female. female. So well, okay, so the, well that's good. But the, the bald and the beautiful, they can make their way up. You're not that far down, and that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we we'll see about that one. That would be a, a very much a dark horse bet. You'd you'd get good odds on that. Maybe the Texas Run Slingers, they're all just skinny runner guys. And By the way, great name. You like that Texas one? The Run Slingers? Yeah, I thought that's, that's, that was really pretty cool. I wonder if they thought of that on the, on the spot or if it's just like something that's oh, yeah. been a joke down there. Because it's, it's, that's spot on. Spectacular. No, that's my hope is they're all runners and they can't do a deadlift or a pull-up. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just to shout for some of the age group competitors we already talked about. Uh, Glenn, but in the 18 and 34, we had Scott Lurg, who was 1634, fast. Max Miller, 1636, fast. Tate Cowley, 1637. And then we got Reese Cunningham, uh, who was 1729. And Tyler, who's more, whose name I don't can't pronounce even in my head, so I'm not even going to say it out loud, but he's a mud sweat <laughs> guy. Tyler Moves Vincent. I don't know. I just, that, this is that a Jack Bauer pretty thing. good. That sounded pretty good, yeah. This is where I need you to get, like, summon your – Jack yeah, Bowerness. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get on Jack Bower's feature level, you got to learn how to like pronounce names. Like I'm lucky coach. I can spell my own name. That's just that's. <laughs> I I'm impressed as always to see Heidi Williams back at it again, though. Heidi back at oh, yeah. crushing it. I mean, and it, is she the only one in her in her? No, there is another girl, but she didn't run. Ah, so she's got a locked up. 
and she won yeah. this last year too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if there's an she, age group and she she's in it, she usually wins. Yeah, for sure. Um, and on uh, any other of the age group betters, we can talk. Let's let's actually touch on this at, at toward yeah, yeah, toward yeah. the end as well. I want to bog this down. Let's talk about grip gauntlet. Grip gauntlet. Yes. So, could you explain to us what the grip gauntlet is? All right. So the grip gauntlet is you are going to have. And now, I, correct me if I'm wrong on the times, but you're going to have seven minutes to perform your max deadlift. So not mm-hmm. your max reps, but your max weight deadlift. One rep. After that, you get three minutes, I believe it is, to rest. Correct. And then you will be performing as many pull-ups as you can in five minutes while holding a 35-pound dumbbell or a 20-pound dumbbell for the women between your legs somehow and performing reps each pull-ups. You do not have to constantly hang from the bar. You can drop off. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Then you have another two-minute rest, and then you will perform a max dead hang. So essentially, three-minute rest in between. Yeah, three-minute rest, three-minute rest, yeah. and then a supinated, I believe, grip. Uh, supinated though. Pronated. 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 The, sorry. The, the I learned this trick. If supinated, if your hands are this way, like if you're going to if you're going to drink soup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a pronated grip without releasing the bar with either hand uh, over the time, and that actually does make a big difference. To not yeah. be able to drop one hand and shake it out, and it just does. Uh, max time for that, you know. So that is your grip gauntlet, and it is a grip gauntlet. It will be, it will be challenging for the for the individuals. Um, and yes, yeah, so that's for the individual side, and for the team side, is is it the format the same? Only there's one person who lifts, one person who does pull ups, and one person who does dead hang, right? Correct. Yes, exactly. And uh, so, I mean, I guess before we get into the people, I mean, like you know, talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk um, about the scoring. Yeah, the scoring and um, ah, all right, you know, just straight out, it, it it's daft. <laughs> it does, yeah, it doesn't work the way that it would have initially worked. Initially, it was going to take the three different scores and where you scored amongst the competition because we talked mm-hmm. about this right last. Yeah. We were like, yeah. how are they going to do? It? And I thought it was going to be the way that it was initially going to be because I worried there was going to be some disproportionate uh, something was going to be weighted more than something else and that, um, the way you described and the way we were understanding that it would be done is is what I would call the simplest logical way yes right you know it's it's easy to figure out and it's it's logical and like you said it weights everything evenly and and that would be if I got fifth in the deadlift 10th in the pull-ups and fifth in the dead hang my score would be 20 and then everybody get a score that they would add up and that's who and that's how you figure out who finished where um Mm -hmm. now they are taking i think it was just a simple logistics issue with competition corner that you can't submit your scores that way um Mm -hmm. with that and then like having i don't really know um so now they're just taking the raw numbers so you're adding your your deadlift in pounds with your reps in your pull-ups to your seconds of dead hang, which and, makes and the pull-ups completely irrelevant. <laughs> which was actually not, my portion. My portion that's that you. Doing, so You're, it's completely yeah. irrelevant, yeah. Is it now <sighs> worth it for you? Like, is your dead hang stronger than... We have, we've been talking about that, but at the same time, now I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, hmm, I wonder how many I can do anyway. Right, <laughs> like, thinking about it. We really don't care that much. So totally. Um, it's yeah, it does. Like, I mean, so if, if, and if I was individual, I would seriously be considering doing my deadlift and then resting and then do, doing a full out dead hand. Cause I mean, if you're, if, if your max score, say, let's, let's say you're going to get on a pull-ups and, and honestly, some of, some of the good people with that weight, they might only get 30. 
right? Yeah, no, that's, and, it's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. I've done a little bit of practice on it. It is difficult. And if you're going to get between 20 and 30, you might be further ahead to just rest and hang on to that bar longer. Because for every second, that's a rep. Yeah, right. It, it, it is going to, it is, it's, it's disproportionate <laughs> to, but like how much is it going to affect it? Right. And, and that's yeah. something you gotta, you gotta play around with because even if it, if you do get 30, right, it's like 30 pounds added to your deadlifts. Let's just say mm -hmm. it's that way. Right. So it's yeah. like, yeah. that would be helpful. You know, it would be, but you take um, a guy again, like a Grant McCartney who can deadlift for like eight and a half, 10 minutes, whatever he can, or sort of dead hang for eight and a half to 10 minutes and can probably, I don't know what his deadlift numbers, but I'm assuming fairly decent. So yeah. it's, it's the deadlift is going to be the part that is going to be the, oh, yeah. the biggest, like, cause so, so say like Grant does hang for eight minutes, that's going to be a 400, a score of 480. And there's probably mm -hmm. guys in here who are going to pull that much. Like Ryan can't pull yeah. 450. Yeah. Um, and that's that the, and then that's Grant and maybe Atkins hangs for something crazy like that yeah, too. Yeah, he might get a good hang. Yeah. Um, but it's still not, it still doesn't make up for a bad uh, a better, yeah, it, it's, and actually our guy, uh, who we speak of often here, Jack Bauer, he actually, like when we were talking about it, he reached out, he's like, uh, what if it was like, you take this and you divide the deadlift by this much and you divide the dead hang by this much and keep the pull-ups and it kind of made sense the way he was saying it. And he said um, it to me too. And I thought that was a pretty good system, but I knew they wouldn't go for it because it was a little too complicated. And it's, and it's, and it was subjective almost like he's like, well, I think that this is an appropriate like yeah. it's it's because there's no like apples to apples comparison between what a good deadlift is. Like if you have like a 5K, you can stick it in or look at a conversion table and be like, well, your 5K, then you could yeah. probably run this for a half marathon or it would be equal to this uh, where we don't really have that for uh, what a deadlift for a good deadlift equals for a good dead hang. Um, so that's something else I see the problem is too. But the division, I don't think is that that complicated, but it, it, yeah. it, but it would be complicated for the judges, right? They would see it and then they would have to do the math. And then cross check it against what they were saying. So, yeah, so, yeah, it, it's it, it was it was a cool system. And quite frankly, if I was setting up a virtual contest, one of the first people I can, would consult would be Jack to make sure I got the scoring right. And uh, <laughs> you would have the whole percentage. And that was one thing too that he always pushes for is the percentage to I'm the winner. Him. I think it's smart. I think it's too complicated. But since like. Now I'm on board because that'd be benefiting me because of this last event. I would put a little bit of a gap there, but um, but yeah, it's just it's hard to read when it's percentage of winners. Like, what are these points? Why does this guy only get this much? And like, yeah. how do you like? It, it just it's not as intuitive as you got tenth, you got tenth, and you got fifth, twenty five, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is also fairly intuitive as well. And I think that uh, another alternative is like you know every every pull up is worth four you know like yeah, every pull up is, something is five yeah. reps or something right yeah just to make I, I even thought that too it's like why don't we just make it every pound lifted in a pull up and just make these numbers ridiculous and just be like yeah. 35 times 40 and you get 1400 for your pull ups um well just and to you make can definitely argue something. that the pull up you can argue the pull up portion is definitely the most taxing like that's the one that's gonna gonna wear you out. Like you know, your deadlift's gonna be your deadlift. I imagine people are gonna, be, gonna people are gonna warm up before they even start that clock. Oh yeah. And then, oh yeah. And then yeah, they're maybe gonna pull one or two or three throughout that whole time. Yeah. And then those those pull ups are gonna be that's gonna be really sapping. And 
So, so I mean, to have that to have that be the least valuable thing has is, is a bit of a bit of a kick in the pants. It's unfortunate, and it, it's just because it does allow people to game things like that and have people ha- like someone who might have a, a really good dead hang, or even a re- like people aren't going to have like the deadlift's going to top out. Right, yep. but there, like, there's no telling how long Grant or Ryan are gonna are gonna hang on this thing. <laughs> no, it could be, you a know, long time. it could be ten minutes. Yeah. Um, where like deadlift, it's gonna be no one's going to pull more than five hundred and fifty pounds. I don't, and think. and then the people that hit that level are gonna be few and far between. Yeah, they're gonna be powerlifters, and then they're, yeah. they're they won't have anything to do on the on the. Pull There's level. the ones the ones that ran twenty minutes in a five k well, except You're for right. under. Except for Hunter, you know, so. right? So he can, and, and Hunter pulls like five hundred something. Like I said, that yep. uh, Jeremiah is going to pull five something like that. Grant might pull something toward that. I wouldn't be surprised if Magida pulls something toward like Ryan Kent pull already did four fifty. I was like, oh man, that's that's a lot yep. of weight. And that's, then that's, yeah, Magida might pull something like that as well. I, I don't know. Now I do look at and, and I mean so I mean I guess we can, this is fairly appropriate now if we talk about some of the guys that did like yourself who did well on the run now. Um. And like, say like a guy like Atkins, where I don't, I don't, and I, I say this now and he can prove me wrong because he usually will. I don't think he will do as well in the next one as, as maybe people think. I think his dead hang will be great. His pull-ups will be great. His pull-ups won't matter, but Ryan's going to be Ryan and he's going to go great guns of blazing on it because mm-hmm. he's just going to, he's going to cry to crush everything. Um, we've seen his dead, his deadlifts, you know, it's Probably. not, he's not, it's not that he's not strong. It's, it just doesn't that, do him. Yeah, he doesn't do him, and he doesn't have the technique. Uh, yeah. His his dead hang will be spectacular. But that said, this competition where you see he's in like fifth now is, I think, slowly going to drop him off more and more and more. Interesting. You know? Yeah, I, I, I'm worried about him because of, I'm worried about him not for his sake, for my sake that that the dead hang is going to be like that. He he he's strong enough that I think he's going to be able to put three plates on and pull three fifteen. Yeah, and, I can see that. Yeah, I, uh, at least, right? Like, um, depending on how much he's willing to compromise his form and how much he wants to go, like maybe even 335, 350 or something like that just because of his brute strength. Um, yeah. And you can, and that's the thing about the deadlift, you can move the most weight with the worst form in any in any lift, basically. So, yeah. but then the dead hang part is just going, it, it could, but it might not. You know, it, it could, depends on yeah. the bar, depends on, on how pumped it gets, depends on a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, and does this affect the feet, the... Because you think there's going to be some females who are going to have dead hangs that are going to be equally equal to the men's, or maybe even better. Uh, well, you got to think Lindsay's probably going to be probably going to be pretty good at her dead hang. But um, I mean, that's not that's definitely not her strong. No, I mean, but, she's not um, like Atkins, who has like the iron grip. No. Like, but then Ida, who is an obstacle monster. Mm-hmm. You know, she might have it. Um, I don't know about like Lauren and Rachel how they're going to be. Somebody like Alex Walker and Chris Rogowski, they could really really put up some good numbers there. I could see because Alex is such a workhorse that I could see her in her early years of OCR being like, I need to make my dead hang 10 minutes long. And then she just does it every single day because it's just kind of how she's wired. So she yeah. might have a tremendous dead hang. Yeah. Um, I don't think Lauren or Rachel will have good dead hangs. I doubt they've ever no. even done one. <laughs> like, like <laughs> They just are like, yeah, my grip is strong enough to do 50 kipping pull-ups unbroken, yeah. but I don't need to just hang there. No, no, I agree. And, but however, their deadlift may make up for that. I mean, but that's what I mean. That's there, but they won't as much as on the guy's side, because even it, there, 
like Rachel or Lauren, they're not going to pull 500 pounds, but someone no. on the women's side might still have a six minute dead hang. So yeah. it might affect that scoring even a little bit more um, in terms of the dead hang and that the, the deadlift on the men's side will be a little bit of a bigger factor now with this. And, and, and that's where, and that's where I think even more so with the women that that was, those pull-ups will play into part of it. If the, if someone has a great dead hang and just says, well, you know what, I'm going to just say no to the pull-ups and not wreck my dead hang and keep going from there. I think that hurts Rachel and Lauren too. The pull-ups yep. kind of being, you know, not irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant. We'll just call them irrelevant. Yeah. Um, so it is what it is. I was upset about it for yeah. 20 minutes maybe. And then I was like, ah, whatever. I got to do this anyways. What I got to do. Yeah. So we're just going to do it. Um, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see Faith Cook's dead, dead, dead left though. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think, yeah, Faith will definitely have the highest deadlift. And I think our guy Jeremiah, or I don't know what, like, or no, I don't think Magida is going to be able to pull that much. I mean, Jeremiah is the powerlifting background. I anticipate he's going to have the highest on the men's side. Probably. I, I will say this. Magida might not be have the highest or whatever, but he would be the one at this point that I would be worried about. I am. <laughs> he... he, he he might not be the best at any one of these events, but he's not going to have a stinker at any of them. No. You know? And it's going to come down to the dead hang on his end and like how yes. well that, that is going to, um, he can hang for that. And he's going to do well at the last workout for sure. Like he's going to pull a ton of weight, um, yeah. pull ups. He's probably going to do a ton of those, but again, irrelevant doesn't matter. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah actually he, that's a good break for you on that one. Yeah, that is. Cause <laughs> even if he, even if he gets like 15 more than me, it's like, whatever, it's like 15 yeah. seconds on a dead hang that yeah, like, yeah, maybe could make that up. Um, and and Kent, Kent's yeah, another Kent one too, well. for sure. Yeah, um, so. so in terms of strategy for this thing, um, I do think it is smart to warm up. I when I did it today, I'll just tell you what I exactly what I did today. Like I did thirty minutes of a warm up, and then got my weight up to maybe about eighty percent of where I was going to go. And then I actually took one, two, three, four. I took five attempts at it. So I did. Oh. Uh, I was my my personal record was is 405 and but that was with a belt and yeah so no okay so no belt no belt makes a little bit of sense in terms of the spirit of ocr uh doesn't make a ton of sense to not wear a belt for unexperienced lifters that's my concern is more a safety aspect on something like this yeah but even like if you're an experienced lifter you probably don't really even know how to use a belt that well anyway that way that well anyway so i don't even know if that would help save anybody or help them lift anymore so whatever um it would have been helpful for just to get like see some bigger times, have people be a little bit more confident yeah. in their lifts. And the no gloves and the no the no the no deadlift straps definitely. Yeah, we I talked about last that. time, but like no gloves and no grips, like you can wear those in OCR. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was thinking about that myself too because I'm a guy who in OCR races wears gloves. Yeah, um, Hunter wears them in, in high rocks. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's a that's a, an acceptable thing to do. The only thing I can think of is maybe he doesn't want, or he's worried people are going to cheat and have some kind of hooks in the gloves, or like, <laughs> come through on the video, or I don't know. That's the only I'm, thing I can think of. I'm for it. If we can be innovative for new ways yeah. to uncover people cheating, they need to be caught. We need to figure out what they're doing. Let them yeah. let them have it. But like, yeah. So this the 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 gloves, the grips. I think that should be fair game. They're not. It's not for. They're not even letting that for the next workout e- either. No. Which is, again, like, you can wear them in OCR. Yeah, yeah. But no chalk either. I I, I don't I, I don't see why chalk again. I mean, I know they say you can't have chalk, chalk in OCR. You're not going to have it. But I can't tell you how many start lines I've been on and see white hands everywhere. 
Like, yeah, well, why couldn't you have chalk in it? Like, what, like, if you bring chalk with you, it's going to be worthless. If you start with yeah. chalk on your hands, it's going to be off of your hands. And when chalk gets wet, <laughs> it gets like slimy. Yeah, it's, it's not worse. good. It's worse. And like, yeah. you, have you seen that chalk that's like the um, liquid, liquid chalk, chalk that you put on, you like flap around and it comes out. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we see that a lot at the ninja competitions. Like, and, and Oh, yeah. And I, I will, I, at Blue Mountain, my last Spartan race, I will say there was a guy beside me with pure white hands. It looked like he had painted them with Prime. With prime. Yeah. <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing like the back of his hands too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Blowing> them off. <laughs> um, so none of that stuff, whatever. I mean, like the gym I go to, all of the stuff has chalk on it already. So I didn't like wipe the chalk off. Like, right. Like it's like the barbell yeah. is, has been used as a gym. So like there's chalk around, but like you can't apply chalk to your hands or I don't know if you can use a towel or not. I didn't. I was just like, I just don't want to worry about anything here yeah, yeah um so i warmed up to about 80 percent. then i i did yeah five attempts so my pr was 405 and then i did so i did 345 365 and 387 like right back to back that all took about 90 seconds and this oh, is one man. thing that i was thinking when they were going to have it by place they have some gyms will have like competition plates they'll call them where they have like one, like 0.5 kilos, yeah. they have one pounders, right? So I was like, well, if I'm doing these deadlifts, I'm, I'm gonna avoid this bottleneck. I'm throwing one pounders on there. So I was like, yeah. so 387. So I just stuck with that anyway, just in case, even though, again, it's not as helpful now because it's the same as two seconds on a dead hang. Yeah. Um, but I put it on there anyway. So then I did 387, rested for about two minutes. I did 397, just a 10, 10 pound jump. And then my final was a 407, which I did get up and I, Tried to give myself enough time to have another shot at it, but it was exactly my one rep max at that point. I was like, there's no chance. My back is lit. Not going to happen. That's that's um, still pretty good. I mean, that for, for someone who would be considered a runner in, in this event, that that's a good pull. That, that's a good score. I'm happy with it. And that's, but that's like, the, the, there's room. I wasn't thinking I was going to do less than I think I was only going to do like three pulls. I was happy that I did those three lighter ones that were kind of more in rapid succession helped really kind of keep the flow of things as opposed to pulling and waiting a long time. So I didn't warm up to like my 90 or a hundred percent. I yeah. kind of got to a place and then and kind of moved up. So a little more volume than I thought I was going to do, but it worked well. What do you so think you're going to do for the pull-ups? Ah, oh, man, I don't know. It's so hard. Um, and plus I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to shoot really high and crash and burn. Um, what I should do, do well, okay. I should what do you okay. think for like strat? Like, how will you get there? Like, um, how will you try to get will, your best? I will probably start out just, and uh, I know a lot of people don't do this, but um, oftentimes in my training, I do like max reps of pull ups in two minutes. Okay. And um, it's not a case of doing a lot of sets of five or 10 or whatever. It's a lot of singles in order to do quickest. So I will probably come out and do like a set of five to start. And then, you know, maybe a couple of doubles and then single the rest of the way. And. See how that goes. I mean, if if you're working at like I think a score of forty, forty to fifty is going to be really good. It's really good. And that being the case, especially now where a lot of people might slack off on it. Um, that right. being the case, like you think forty pull-ups, that's eight per minute, and you know it doesn't sound like a lot, especially in that first minute. But come minutes four and five, that's going to be very fatiguing. And it's not just going to be your arms that are giving out. It's going to be pinching that damn weight. Like if yeah. you could hold that weight on a belt, it would be much easier. Oh, yeah. Pinching at between your legs is going to be, that'll be taxing. I actually spent most of the day today, not most of the day, but a lot of the day that I was practicing working out um, a good way to hold the weight. Where are you going to put it? Where I'm going to put it and what I'm going to wear on my feet. 
the the, the knurling hurts mm-hmm. yeah. the, like the knurling on the on the bar on the dumbbell it like will it's going to try to pull itself down by gravity and it's going to slide against your legs and it's going to be irritating and i can i can tell you how i set it up and it doesn't matter because i don't really care um but i essentially put on a pair of solomon snowcross shoes which have built-in gaiters so it covers the entire front of your leg your ankle and back of your ankle and then i took knee pads and i put them on sideways on my ankles and then pinched the dumbbell between my feet there so you went feet yeah Yeah. i tried before figure fouring around the knees and um that's good to start but let's say you need to set it down and readjust and you got to pit it back up. It's a lot of time wasting. Whereas if it's on your feet, just clamp it and go, clamp it and go. So how high is your bar? My bar is just like if, I, if I'm if i there, I can like reach with one hand and then pull up to the other hand. Okay. So yeah, it's yeah. just that, out of reach. That's the rule. So you got to show that you're, you're like, show where it is and like yeah. if your, your fingertips can touch or yeah. whatever. And because um, it, it, it's my bar, it's set up in my garage. It's just the perfect height for me. Nice. So, okay. So feet will work that way. Okay. Cause I went in, in between my thighs because my bar was a little bit lower. So yeah. if I was going to have to go feet, I would have to like, like mm-hmm. get a higher bar and potentially have to stand on something Yeah. and like have to reset it and do this whole thing. Um, but I did something similar where I wore those like reband knee sleeves. Oh yeah. Reband. Yeah. And like, that's what I used to kind of protect my skin in between my legs and, and thighs. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I wear knee sleeves to do pull-ups. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, no, well, I, I get it. Like, I mean, I was the same. I actually had jeans on. Like, I mean, it was like yeah, yeah, no, for sure. To protect, right? And it worked. It worked. And if you want to say it's like in the spirit of OCR, right? Like, I've worn long pants or like capris, manpris in lots of races, <laughs> you know, to to protect my legs. Big thick compression socks. The shoes yeah, I'm exactly. wearing, I've actually worn. And if you're talking about the spirit of the competition, at no point have I ever had a 35 pound dumbbell between my legs in any OCR. So <laughs> true. I've that. seen I've seen obstacle races that have you wear like a weight vest or something. Mm-hmm. So there, there you can't you can they can't they will load you up. Um, I actually didn't wear shoes at all for this entire thing. Really? Yeah. I just oh. I just just because of did, where I'm where I'm putting the the weight. That's you'll have to wear on. it. Yeah. I was a little worried about dropping it on my toes. Um, but like, it's just by like the bar that I wanted to use, it was the perfect height without my shoes on. I deadlift uh, without shoes on and I was yeah. just like, I'm just not going to wear shoes. So I didn't wear shoes at all. Um, yeah. If this, if this was just a straight pull up with no weights or with a weight vest, I wouldn't wear shoes either. Just, right. I, yeah. I wear, I wear my flip flops, which I usually wear in the garage just cause it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I actually did singles right away. Yeah. Yeah. I started with singles. I didn't even okay. do, I didn't do five. I didn't do any. I just did one the entire time and I was trying to do 50. So I was trying to do 10, like 10 a minute. Yeah. And I did 13 the first minute just because yep. I'm an idiot. Whatever. And then I did the same thing in the, in the 5k. My pacing has been poor this past week. And then I was at like, I was right. I think I was right at 25 halfway at two thirty, but I was struggling. I was like, not not this is not the pace in which it needs to be to to finish out so then that last like two and a half minutes was a couple no reps i think i'm no rep three of them and end up with like 37 that's still great like i think when like hunter said 40 to 50 i was like man you know what maybe if you got somebody really good at it in the team orientated thing you might get that because they're going to be fresh and ready to go and 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 all they're worried about like i said they're they can set up their whole gear like i'm doing to do just the pull-ups but man, that's that's a lot with that weight and pinched in between your legs, and you're not. And, 
you know, if you have a vest on, you can do like a, a better kip, a butterfly, but kipping with a weight down there is not easy at all. Right. And that's, that's what you said last time. It's like, they probably want it there to, to prevent kipping and they let you kip a little bit at the top. Like if you want to pump mm -hmm. your knees, but it's just, it's not easy well, to do pumping it. your knees. You got to lift a, a 35 hard. pound weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I did it in practice last week, I did it just kind of on a whim, but I didn't, I think the deadlift took out a little bit more of my hands than I thought. I was kind of mm -hmm. downplaying that that was going to do anything, but I think just the effort took some away. And I was really conscious of, since I was doing single, single singles that, I made sure that I hung there for a second and showed that my yeah. feet were off the ground instead yeah. of just like kind of jumping. Um, yeah. And maybe when I tested it, I was jumping a little bit. Cause when I tested, I got 44 and I was like, okay, cool. In competition, I'll do 50, no problem. But then <laughs> not the case, yeah. not yeah. the case. Um, and then you get three minutes for the dead hang. Any dead hang tips? <laughs> um, I mean, a lot of dead hang tips. Like the biggest one, obviously you want, and it comes down to hand size you want a bar that you're going to be able to grip around enough. And like for me, if I'm going for longer dead hangs, just I will kind of try to stay above the bar as long as I can and keep those forearms. And then as they go, then work into the fingers and keep that lock grip. Yeah. Um, with the thumbs over the finger. Some people have actually put like, just like deadlifts, so they do that hook grip with the thumbs on it. I hate that. It hurts like hell. I can't do it. Oh, so, dead hang. No, they're yeah, not. I just, I just keep it like that for the dead hang as long as I can. And you know, have some music going, have some distraction. That's going to be a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's what I did for it for sure. Hook gripping under would be interesting. I've seen could... it. I've tried it. It hurts. Like it, it works, but it hurts. Because it takes a lot of pressure off your forearms. I mean, that's, it acts like a strap. And that's yeah. like for like weightlifting. And if you do enough weightlifting, it starts to feel better. It hurts a lot at first. You're mm -hmm. like, this isn't right. I, I, I don't think this is how it should be. Yeah. But it does end up helping. For last year's the gripper chipper, I hook gripped that, uh, the dumbbell and that the was dumbbell. like the e it was so easy <laughs> yeah. um so yeah so that, that, that wasn't as bad but yeah that's those those are things that i i sometimes do with the dead hang and i find that again i think depending on the size of your hand either a one inch bar or a three quarter bar is going to make a big difference yeah yeah i'm not sure what mine was but it was it had like it was a good one it wasn't too slick um and i just did that same thing i just kind of like tried to put my mind somewhere else mm -hmm. Um, and I figured if I got two minutes, I would be like pretty, pretty pumped. Yeah. And the first time I looked at the clock, it was two minutes and oh, I was like, nice. I was so like you oh, well sweet. Yeah. So I stayed well distracted. There's a song plan. I was like, I, and I knew it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to stay through this verse and just like try to stick with it. And ended up getting 342. So That's was, fantastic. So I was pretty pumped on that. I mean, that was a, it's a huge PR. Massive yeah, PR. I think, hang. I actually think that that's going to do really well for you. You did you for an event that maybe you would think that it wouldn't play your skill set as it doesn't involve the running. I think you, I think you're going to come away quite well with that. Just want to just want to be in the mix, stay in the mix. Yeah. And that's, um, that, yeah. Cause like we talked about last time, like training the dead hang, it's just doesn't, it doesn't really make a ton of sense for OCR. And even, especially for hybrid racing, like I'll train it's not relevant a little to bit. Almost anything. No, no, it's like, really not. Even in, even in Ninja, it's, it's to the point where, you don't just dead hang there forever. You're out constantly switching. It's constantly about move motion through time and space, right? You're moving through. And if you're dead hanging for more than a minute, you've, you've fucked something up huge and <laughs> you've yeah. got bigger problems than can I dead hang. Right. Um, so it's kind of cool to, to practice it, I guess, in, in like yeah. in a competition, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then the wad proof app, do you got, do you have the wad proof app? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's a very useful thing. Make sure you make sure you have that. Make sure there's space on your phone to, to like 
because that is certainly something that happens. I I have uh, HBO Max. You an HBO mm-hmm. guy? Uh, we don't we don't have that here, but I know. I, yeah, we you don't, you don't have HBO at all. We do, but you get, you can't get that. You can't get the app. What? Oh man, I was gonna ask and be like, oh, do you have HBO Max? But I was like, <laughs> they're not in outer space. But apparently, no, you're are, you're in outer space. Certain, you are we have Netflix. In outer space. We have Amazon. We have Disney. <laughs> they're di- and it's different there. The Netflix. I went it, there, is. it is like you have different shows. Um, so I have HBO Max, and it was I was trying to download some movies. They got Dune on there. I'm watching Game of Thrones, having a great time with it. Yeah. And it kept not downloading it all the way through, but it would save the previously downloaded part. So I had like Dune, like portions of Dune on there like five times. So I had to go through and delete all that. I offloaded a bunch of apps like, cause the Wadproof app might screw up and you might, I even set up my GoPro just to have a backup recording it's, of it. That's a, I, and that's a great idea to do, like set up, set up a second uh, unit to, in case you get something fails on you. I'm not trying to do this again. No, no, no. I definitely don't want to do this again. And the other thing too that I think is important along that same lines is make sure that your video is done from a perspective where you can see that your reps are good. Mm-hmm. Like you want to make sure that you know you can see that you're you're you know you don't want a floor shot of you doing a deadlift where you can't tell that you're locked out. And you don't want the camera on the ground when you're doing pull ups and you can't see if the chin's above the bar, right? Like you, or you know if your chin makes the bar, you want a good camera angle and yeah, you got to see those things just to leave no doubt, leave yeah. no doubt if it's if it's good or a good rep or a bad rep. You just want it want to make sure that it's happened. Um, yeah, so we talked about some of the, the competitors. I, mean, I think we touched on all of them. Like I said, Megita, I think, is going to be really strong. I mean, the, the, he's going to be really strong at the pull-ups. He's going to be strong at yeah. the deadlift. I don't know about the, the dead hang. Um, Kent, same thing. Atkins yeah. maybe flipped, good at the pull-ups, good at the dead hang. Maybe not great at the deadlift. Yeah. But, but Grant, that's your guy? That's who you're picking? Well, he was my fantasy pick before he got in there. And now I'm like, yeah, he, I, I don't see he, – he does not have a weakness in this event doesn't every one of these things he's going to do amazing at his arms are really long right yeah 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 so pull-ups that might be just range of motion but he's probably just make up for it and doesn't matter just doesn't matter that much sheer strength and the amount of obstacle training that he does like and you think he'd be strong enough for the deadlift i don't know yeah, I don't know yeah. how much that's if, if that is something like Atkins where it's like he could he's, but just might not need to. Well, he's an avid CrossFitter, right? Like he does CrossFit too, oh. and, and he's that's what I mean. He's yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do really well. I don't think his deadlift's gonna blow everybody away, but it's gonna be really good. His pull ups are gonna be good, and then his dead hang could be out of the world. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're gonna see a lot of guys in that three fifty to like 375 range people who might not have pushed themselves into that space before i think you're going to see a lot of the good deadlifters dropped off before too oh yeah yeah unless they now strategize and don't do the pull-ups but interesting it's just i mean they're carrying that much more weight right like dead hanging is so much that weight yeah so yeah that that might not matter too much i'm just talking about just like raw what we'll be able what we're gonna see for like for numbers on that um but yeah you might be right. You might be right. But I don't know how many athletes are like that in this. And it'll be interesting to see like the people who may have been a little bit further down who might be more from a CrossFit or just come, coming into this, yeah. like how well they're going to do in um, like if they'll stick it out and see if, the, if they can bump their score kind of back up into it. Because um, I think that just that last workout is enough of a carrot to keep CrossFit folks in this. Yeah, <laughs> like just yeah that's keep- the one where I want to see Rachel and Lauren on that last one. They should just 
meet up and just do it live. And it's like they should. That just would do, be very cool. That'd be super cool. They should just do that. That should just been the only thing they did on the women's side is just that workout between the two of them, and that's how you decide the winner. Just skip, <laughs> skip, skip right to the championship. That would be awesome. Yeah, have have Lindsay and and Ida work together, and Lauren and Rachel work together. And right, so two different live streams. That'd be awesome. Right, right. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, any and then on the female side, like I said uh, Lauren and Rachel should be the ones to look for. Faith Cook will be interesting to see how she pulls and see how she does on something like a dead hang pull ups. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about those for her. I just I think that that deadlift might carry her through to a really good score, though. Yeah, she might be like a hundred pounds heavier than everybody else. Yeah, so yeah. a hundred um, hundred reps of pull ups she can just do on the on the dead hang. And, <laughs> and then and I'll, t- I'll see Alex and Alex and Chris Rogowski. I think might do well on the dead hangs. Mm-hmm. And Tara, Tara Jackson's been put in some good strength pieces, so I'm sure she'll have fun lifting heavy. Yeah. Cool. What else? What else? We need anything else to cover? I think that's about it for for this one. I mean, it'll be interesting. I will say. I mean, uh, like, it's a different thing for the team event. It, it'll be interesting to see. I don't. I don't think you're going to have the cool competition that you have with the singles, just because they're lesser known names. But um, it's different and it if you really did plan ahead of time, this would be a situation. And I kind of, I kind of went through this. We were all joking around like, and this is a bit of a loophole in the system, but it would have been quite easy to cheat um, with the relay because it is just straight Strava and you're handing off one person's watch. I mean, we could have, for example, uh, Brendan Neely lives near me. I could have been, okay, Brendan, you're on my team. (laughs) You just run the whole damn thing. Yeah. (laughs) And we'll submit that score. And then we got, we got my dude time, down the street. Yeah. yeah. We got dude my, down the street who can power lift and we'll get him to do the deadlift for us. That's then, true. That's true. Yeah. You, know, you, so. might, you might not know who is who in, in everything. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Cause my time would have been the fastest relay time. Oh, <laughs> mine, yeah, and Glenn, yeah, yeah. mine and Glenn's yeah. time. Um, yeah. yeah no, we talked about the males 18 to 34 there's So we'll just touch on the, who are the top five in the, the three mile events. So yep. We talked about Glenn just rolling Isaac Lacey, who's a good athlete. I think he just won. I think he won Citizens Bank. That, okay, uh, it stadium. does sound so, like a familiar name, yeah. Yeah, he was 17-26. Mike Day, who I think is a forced drive athlete, he's a 17-50. Colin Cochran was 17-59. And Justin Lund was 18-01. And then Dan Northrup in 6-18-25. So solid all the way through in the 50 to 59. We had a couple. Enrique Loreno was 23-28. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Was, that was uh, the fastest was Scott Noling, who is – who you'll also see on yeah that, that doesn't sound true on podiums for sure on, on a lot of age group podiums yeah patrick levane and then and enrique was the third fastest on there and then on the female side 1834 it was i gotta adjust because these scores are rolling in now andrea harrison was 1856 michelle michelle with a y m y michelle smith 19 19- 33 and Danielle Ramirez Thiedemann was 1935. We'll just do top three on that. Yeah, yeah. And then we had uh, Kelly Williams, who I think won her age group in OCR Stars last year, who was sixth, I think, at Chicago in yeah. High Rocks. Kelly, Kelly Williams is a beast. She's a legit beast. She's really good. Yeah. So another one's like kind of teetering on that line. Yes. Of elite to age group, but she took she took it down from the start, so I would expect her to kind of go wire to wire on this one. Stephanie Danielson was twenty forty nine. Emily uh, Angel was twenty one oh eight, and Robbie Liner love seeing the name twenty one thirty two. 
and then Michelle Wall was 22.10 to finish that out. And then I think we start getting into the single. <laughs> Joyce Christian is the only, I'm sorry, and then Heidi Williams. So they're going yeah, yeah. to go ahead and enroll that and roll those divisions. So awesome job, everybody who participated. Oh, Richard Bogue, of course, I didn't mention in the 60 plus. Guy's amazing. We need to put him in the, we need to drop him down. What, was he, what would he get? And, and he would have been fourth in the 50 to 59. Fourth in the 15, 59. Yeah, he's he's great, man. He's I love seeing him do these things. He's so fantastic. He is. He's great. I, yeah. And I'm disappointed again. There's a guy, Forrest Bogues, that we didn't, you know. Could have done a, would have had a great would have would have had a great dead hang. Yeah, yeah, he would have been good. He would have been good. So a little disappointed there, but yeah, looking forward to the next one. Um, definitely, there is, and like I said, there is some issues. There always is with these things, and. Uh, you know, can't control them. Can't it control them. Got to put your best effort forward. Is that that's that must be our cue to just sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. lock it up. That that whenever I hear that, it's my alarm in the morning. It just like gives me nightmares. Like ah, it not now. Me. I'm I'm afraid of the alarm. <laughs> not now, not now. Um, cool. So Dave, I appreciate you joining me. You're doing a great job. You're right on Jack's heels. He's gonna need to up up his game as the best feature. You're right there with him though. So oh, appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll catch up next week, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. All the best.